the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When it comes to your relationship with God, what is your obligation? What is the obligation of all of us as redeemed people of God? Well, that's the question we hope to answer the rest of this week here on Way of Grace with Jesse Gastan. You know, anytime we experience a victory, especially spiritual victories, no matter how small or big in this life, they speak to the greater victory that is to come, that of Jesus' soon return, bringing us home with him. And that is what we see here in Deborah's song of praise, and it demands that we praise him also. We're in Judges chapter 5, verses 19 through 31. We're looking at the obligation of the redeemed and the anticipation of Christ our King and His soon return. Here's Pastor Jesse with more on today's broadcast of Way of Grace. Subpoint B, not only are you back to an exalted state, but you're walking, you've regained your authority. Isn't that what the text says? They are back sitting in judgment. Didn't we learn that? That, was, that whole thing was all jacked up. That whole thing was all jacked up. They weren't doing any judging over the last several months. Why? Because what we had learned back in verse uh, 8 was that men chose new gods. What was going on in the gate was the leaders were at war with one another on theological levels. And they were departing from the true and the living God. And the pagan gods had already taken their seat among them so that righteous leaders were in danger. And so the righteous leader was basically censored and hidden. These are the ones now rising up in the days of uh, a post-war victory on the part of uh, Sister Deborah. And what I'm saying here in this text in front of us, when we're restored to a position of authority, it doesn't matter where it is in your life, you got to give God the glory for it. Because, you know, you listen, you can fall and not get back up. You can fall and not get back up who you think you are. And if you get back up, God might just let you get back up with a real broken leg. And now you're running around with a broken leg. Now everybody got to see you didn't fail, right? Now, he's still good to you because he didn't kill you and he didn't let you die. But if he wounds you, he wants you to know that this is the best way he can keep you close to him. And yet these fellas are running around completely free as if nothing else happened. And finally, subpoint C, a liberty they enjoyed. They're enjoying the liberty of being the judges to whom the people get to look to, go to, and enjoy the freedom. Y'all just heard the close of this song, didn't you? And the land had rest 40 years. We back to square one, aren't we? All right, saints. 
We're going to go to our second point here, but let me say something about this quickly. How dangerous is it when we find ourselves back to square one? How dangerous is it when you look up and you go, okay, I'm back at the starting point. I get to start all over. I get to do this all over again. You feeling good about yourself? Or is there a little trepidation? Uh, Here we go again. Am I about to make the same mistake that I did before? Am I going to lean on my own understanding? Am I going to manipulate my situation so that the outcome fits my glory? Am I going to act like God needs my help instead of me needing God's help? Am I making some sense? It lays itself out clearly, doesn't it? So a lot of times when God takes us full circle after he allows us to go through discipline, he's saying, all right, son, all right, daughter, let's start again. Let's start again and let's get our organizing principle right, okay? It's me first, not you. Let's get our organizing principle right. First, seek ye the kingdom of God. Everything will take care of itself. Let's get our organizational principle right. Do you know who you are, young man? You are a male created in the Imago day. Your job is to walk as God's image bearer as a man. Let's get our organization principle right. Ladies, do you know who you are? You are a female created in the Imago day. Your job is to walk in that Imago day without variation. You don't listen to the world. You listen to your God and you walk in the character that God has called you to. Once you get your organizational principle right, then you can make some progress in your walk. If you don't, you're going to be going in circles all over again. You're going to be traversing the wilderness just like Israel did because it was for 40 years they kept struggling with who they were. They lost their identity. So when God gives us a reset, he's saying, all right, now I'm putting you back at square one. I'm the one that called you by my grace. I'm the one that chose you. I created you for my own glory. You going to walk with me? You going to walk with me now? Y'all see what I'm getting at? You going to walk? Now, some of us have been messed up twice, haven't we? Have we messed up twice? Okay. And some of us have been messed up three times, right? I ain't going to raise my hand the fourth time. I'm just not going to do that. I ain't going to do that. But some of y'all know what I'm talking about, right? So you can stay in the wilderness all you want to. Or you can make your way on into the promised land because it was purchased for you by the grace of the son of the living God. So I'm with you, Deborah. The obligation of the redeemed is to praise God because to whom much is given, much is required. When men and women come into a community of saints in worship, they ought to hear a bunch of people who have been privileged to enjoy the grace and bounty of God's kingdom above many people without them having deserved it without them having deserved it. Okay, point number two, point number two in our outline as we move on, the anticipation of Christ our King. Now, here is something easily to extract from our text. Look again at verse 10. Speak ye that ride on white asses, ye that sit in judgment and walk by the way. How many of you guys know that this is a foreshadow of the entrance of our glorious Savior as the king of glory during the days in which he was headed to Calvary and God called him to enter in on an ass and the foal of an ass. See, we know the Bible is not about Deborah or Barak, but about who? Jesus. Y'all know that? 
So you use bifocals, spiritual bifocals, and you see the historical text. Now you see his story. Every one of those judges point to Jesus. Now, y'all remember the account, don't you? It's in the Gospel of Matthew. We want to just look at a couple of them. Matthew chapter 21, verse 5, our master riding on an ass. And the event is very advised. What is it? He's headed to Calvary. We call this Palm Sunday, don't we? He got one week to go. And the king of Jerusalem has entered into Jerusalem on an ass, in the fold of an ass, and people are noticing it because this is a high symbology of the humility and suffering of Jesus according to the prophets. Listen to it. Tell you the daughter of Zion, behold, your king cometh unto thee. What is he saying? He's meek and sitting upon an ass and a colt, the foal of an ass. Do you see him? This is the one who created the heavens and the earth. This is the one of whom the scripture says all things are upheld by his power right now. The scripture also say everything is kept together in consistency by him. It was made by him and it was made for him and all things consist through him. This is the one that's riding on the donkey. This is what is meant by before honor is humility. And our Lord Jesus is entering into Jerusalem because he would suffer on the cross for our sins. And the donkey was clearly understood by the people in that day as a symbol of authority. Look at verse six. We'll just walk through a few verses and keep moving to our final thought. Notice notice what it says. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. Verse seven. And brought the ass and the colt and put on them their clothes. And they set him there on. Jesus is sitting on an ass and the foal of an ass. Y'all want to figure that out? Two. He's sitting on one big one and then one small one. That means he's straddling both of them. Do you guys understand that? Y'all can figure that out? I've never seen it done. Have y'all ever seen it done? But our Lord did it. And then he's on top of a bunch of clothes too. What a sight. What an optic. Here it is. Notice what it says in verse uh, verse eight. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. Verse nine. And the multitude that went before and that followed cried, saying, what? Hoshana to the son of David. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Hoshana in the highest. What were they doing? They were acknowledging Jesus as Yahweh, as the Savior that should come. Now, I can tell you that they were largely moved by the Spirit of God because they really actually did not believe it. But the Spirit of God was making them perform this entrance of Jesus because Jesus would go to the cross and it would be in Jerusalem that he would be um, put to death or be condemned to death and then killed right outside of the walls of Jerusalem. And yet this is the language that's being used because this is Psalm 118. You do know the psalmist, right? This is the Psalms anticipating their Hashim, anticipating their Yeshua ultimately coming to them. And here he, he, he is coming. That is what the white asses in Judges 5 are portending by simply symbolism 
uh, for us and for Deborah in relationship to its spiritual significance. The anticipation of Christ our King. Finally, sub point B, and you see this over again in verse 10, sub point B is merely he's coming to save. That's the language you're hearing here. Hosanna and the highest. And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, who is this? Now, I only call your attention to it because this is a big fanfare. This is not a small matter. Notice what the language says. And and uh, going back, please, verse 10. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved. Got it? Now, so this is why you got to read the scriptures for all it's worth. Now, what's going on that the whole city is moved? What's going on is that God is focusing in on our master's final days before he dies on the cross. And he is bearing record to everyone in Jerusalem that he is the savior of whom all the prophets of the Old Testament had pointed. He's here now. They will never, ever be able to live this down. They're going to celebrate him today, are they not? And a few days later, what are they going to say? Crucify him. Boy, we're a bunch of fickle sinners, are we not? Bunch of fickle Sinners. It's a good thing that God doesn't trust you and me, isn't it? So it's a good thing. I'm so glad he still is invariably bent on saving us. Right. Because today we'll praise him. Tomorrow we'll curse him. Right. If he doesn't do it our way. And yet it's these same people that are going to be saying, give us Barabbas. We don't want Jesus for whom Jesus will say when he's on the cross. Father, forgive them. They're a bunch of fools. This is the inexplicable love of God to rebellious sinners like you and me. This is why we ought to thank God for his grace, saints. We ought to thank him for his grace. Point number three, let's keep it moving. Point number three, the honor of Jael. So we're getting ready to move into uh, uh, seven verses that are going to be for us what is called an elegy, not a eulogy. Uh, you know what a eulogy is, right? A, a, the formulation of good words that we use, euo meaning good, logos meaning words. Uh, logos means to speak good words. That's what we do at funerals often when we are praising God for our loved one and we want our loved one to be honored. I, I think we do a really good job here at Grace around that. I, you know, unfortunately, we have had way too many deaths recently and my heart hurts. Um, but um, it's, it's necessary because uh, this is not our home and we're passing through. And uh, a lot of us know that we are in a transition in our world, are we not? And some of us are in that tier of age where we no longer get to act like, well, we've got about 20 years. No, uh, God could call any of our numbers right now. I, I sat and watched Sister uh, Mother Banks on Friday, sitting there, raising her hand, wanting to be part of the Bible study. She almost 100 years old. Mother Banks raising her hand. I got, a, I got a Bible question. At almost 100 years old, we can't get 30-year-olds to ask Bible questions today. She's sitting there. And, and I'm thinking, how many people have passed Mother Banks and went on into glory over the last year? You can look at Mother Bank, look like she's right up on the edge of Jordan. She can tell you how cold Jordan is. Nope. Other people have passed on by. 
and gone on into glory. Have they not gone on into glory or hell? And and, and because only God knows who's going to go when. But Mother Banks is ready. That's why she says every day, get me up, prop me up, set me up and put me in the midst of the teaching of the word of God. If I go, I want to go right there in the midst of prophecy. And so God says, you know what? I think I'm going to leave her down here for a while to help some of these knuckleheads figure out what it means to seek ye first the kingdom of God. I'm going to let a whole bunch of other people go before her in the glory. Young people, middle-aged people, unsuspecting people. Y'all just gone. Where they at? Gone. Where they at? Gone. Where they go? We don't know. We don't know. And so we are there now, children of God. We're getting ready to deal with a transition in our own world. We can feel it, can't we? We can feel that transition coming. And the issue is, are you rooted and grounded in him who is from everlasting to everlasting? Are you ready to deal with whatever may come, knowing that there is an alpha and an omega a beginning and an end, a rock of Gibraltar, a first and a last, a word of God that does not change, fail, or lie. Do you know that word? Do you know him? Do you know the stability of the eternal refuge as we go through these different crazy resets? Right, because you're going to be looking at it more and more in different ways, whether in the schools, whether in business. It doesn't matter where you go. Things are getting turned upside down right now. Shaking up, shaking in, shaking out. God didn't already told many of us. We're watching it happen. It doesn't move me. It doesn't bother me. I remember this was uh, about uh, 15 years ago. <clears throat> As I was studying psychology, I, I remember one of the uh, statements that was made was, You can know how healthy or not you are by how well or not you handle change. You can can really tell how mentally healthy you are, are or not by how well or not you handle change. When you see people really struggling with change, they're not mentally healthy. Did y'all understand what I just stated? Right. The notion that any of us should think that everything should remain exactly the way that it was 10 years ago is ludicrous. And when you find people emotionally moved and disturbed and and negative sequencing and, and tripping and doing what Solomon said, don't do. Don't do it. Don't go the former days, the former days, the former days as if God is not in control of the present days, the present days, the present days or the future days, the future days. Am I making some sense, child of God? Right. Here it is. Please understand that virtually every complex system that you and I are a part of is designed to get old and atrophy. Y'all figure that out? Every complex system starting with your own body. Then in the context of marriage and in the context of children and in the context of work or school 
or society. It's all atrophying, is it not? All getting old, all fading away. Now, how y'all taking that? How are you taking that? Are you waking up like just, oh, what a drag. The the calendar that went forward, I was hoping it would go backwards today. What a drag. Is that the way you're doing that? See, so when you and I are thinking in that kind of morose way, we are failing to live in expectation of the glory of God. We're failing to live in expectation of the glory of God. The honor of Jael, our dear sister. Y'all remember that sister, right? Guerrilla warfare, that's her name. She engaged in guerrilla warfare, didn't she? And Sister Deborah now, after having dealt with the uh, curse of Moros over in verse 23, curse ye Moros, said the angel of the Lord, curse ye bitterly the inhabitants thereof, because they came not to help the Lord, to the help of the Lord against the mighty. That's where you and I ended last week. We We won't pick that up. I want to close here. The honor of our dear sister. Now, didn't Deborah tell Barack that the honor was going to be taken from him and given to a woman? And we figured out who that was. Now, we want to hear the song that Sister Deborah has uniquely laid out concerning this sister in this portion of the overarching song. This here is like the last major stanza in a song, and it's called an elegy. Now, an elegy is not a eulogy. A eulogy is good words. Eulogy are lamentations. Ugly song narratives that pick up on the demise of people's lives. And they get sung in a form and a stanza and a a genre that is intriguing, but nevertheless lets you know this is a tragedy. Okay? And so that's what's taking place here. The the eulogy is not about Jael. The eulogy is about Sisera and Jobin. And we're going to learn a little gospel truth on this as we close it down. Now, I love my Bible. I don't know about you, but I love my Bible because my Bible has levels of uh, continuity and coherency from the Old Testament to the New. That when I hear certain phrases... Like as we have in verse 24, the opening phrase, listen to it. Blessed above women shall Jael, the wife of Eber, the Kenite be. The moment I hear a phrase like that, I go, oh, that's an illusion of something grander. That's a, that's a phraseology leading to a higher principle of uh, congratulations. I know it because I know my New Testament Bible. I know my New Testament Bible tells me that the angels have declared to women before and again, blessed are you, my dear daughter. Blessed are you. So Jael is in the line of a bunch of women who are owned by God as servants of the Lord to advance God's redeeming glory. Is that true? So Jael is being blessed now. Blessed above women shall Jael, the wife of Heber, the Kenite, B, what a blessed name. Point number one, uh, three in your outline, the honor of Jael. Sub point A, is she not a foreshadow of the mother of our Christ? Sure she is. Is she not? Isn't that the language you guys read in Luke chapter 128? Read it. Let's make sure the saints get it. This is why the Old Testament, New Testament must correspond. They must talk. Because we've been hearing about these kind of women going all the way back to Mother Eve. Did y'all know that? There are certain kind of women in the Bible 
that God loves. You know what kind of women they are? They're the kind of women that love God back. Just that simple. And you'll know it by the fact that when God is waging war against his foes, they're ready to do whatever God wants them to do to help get this battle done. Now, these are godly women, okay? You better leave a godly woman alone. You just get out the way because they exercise, I told you, guerrilla warfare. Now, that goes all the way back to the proto-evangel. This is Genesis 3.15, right? Where God told the serpent, that woman's going to have a seed that's going to crush your head. Now, you're going to have your way a little bit with him, but he's going to still kill you. We are out of time today. We'll close our program out here and pick up where we left off next time we're together here on Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us today. We trust it was profitable in your walk and relationship with Christ. Our goal here at Way of Grace is to make sure that you are growing in Christ, that you are living a life worthy of the calling that has been placed on your life from the gospel. If you have questions, comments, prayer requests, as always, you're welcome to reach out to us here at Way of Grace. Our phone number is real easy. You can reach out to us at 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. You can also reach us at our website, grace-bible.com. And you can email us from that website as well as find out more about us, who we are, what we believe worship opportunities. In fact, our worship opportunities are really quite simple. Sundays at 1030, we meet here at the church in Hayward. We also have a Friday evening Bible study at 630 and then a Tuesday evening prayer and Bible study at 630 as well. For more information, again, grace-bible.com or call 510-886-9782. Reach out to us by mail if you want to write 22768 Main Street. That's 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California. The zip code is 94541. As always, it's a pleasure spending time with you here in God's Word, growing in His grace. Until next time, may Christ be your way of grace. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.